Welcome to Talking in Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Matterall. In this program, we sit with another candidate for Council of Stellar Management on the eve of election for CSM 12. Roden. Yep. All right. Let's have a discussion about CSM. All right. First, you have run how many times? This will be my first time running. All right, because you seem pretty seasoned, pretty practiced. <laughs> it's a lot of the, I guess, podcast appearances and, you know, writing and just talking to people in general. Well, what kind of uh, writing and podcasting have you been doing? So uh, when I was when the Neocom was still up, I was uh, a regular there on the podcast, starting I think episode three or four, and then I also uh, wrote for the Neocom on the trade recap series. Uh, basically, me talking about being a trader and what I traded in. Uh, I started that April of 2016, and I stopped writing it around October, November of the same year. So a few months. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, how did you actually connect with uh, Neocom? It was actually, uh, so they actually put out, uh, I, I just ran into them actually from uh, the Total Eve aggregate. Mm -hmm. And I had caught them on episode two. And at the end of the episode, they were actually doing a call out for, oh, anyone who's interested in uh, joining us for the podcast or being a contributor. And I actually emailed Kira Sukimoto and Proto and they actually, and they responded and, and, and I got onto the team that way. So it was kind of out of the blue then. Yeah. I mean, they, they, uh, they asked for volunteers and stuff like that. And I volunteered. That was really it. Uh, did you find that you had a good experience? I mean, what did that actually teach you? So uh, it really, so at the, at the time that they started a podcast, so they were from Brave and we were, you know, the game was experiencing the Brave phenomena, right? Like you well, brave what's the, everything. What's, break that down. What is that? So uh, as far as the Brave newbies were, you know, the, the idea of, uh, you know, a large corporation that was predominantly by new players in a different culture of just enjoying the game, don't worry about being too serious. Um, and, you know, the game at the time was kind of really kind of fell in love with the idea, you know, and then from there, uh, Kira and Proto actually made a podcast out of their experiences being in that group. And this, the, the kind of angle was kind of like this friendly, just generalized new player driven type of content. Yeah, so how is that, like, compare that to what EVE was before that. Or tell me when you started playing. So I started playing in 2009. So at the time, I was uh, in high sec, kind of like the, the old standard story, high sec minor. Mm -hmm. And then from there, uh, after about a few months, moved to became a renter in Nullsec. We were first in Scalding Pass, I think. Uh, stayed there for a few months, got evicted, moved to Wicked Creek, got evicted, 
moved to Wormholes, and I've been there ever since. Wormholes in Losec, ever since ever since like 2010. Well, the reason I'm asking you, you started in 2000. Did you say nine? 2009. Mm -hmm. Okay, not not about pretty much the same as me. The players that were playing at that time were a bit different than Brave uh, when they came in. I think maybe not. Uh, maybe you disagree with that. But what, uh, as far as representing people, uh, what do you think, like the Brave generation, looks for in the game as opposed to the generations before? I think the Brave generation really opened up that. Ace, let's let's not be so serious. <laughs> let's just actually have fun, mm -hmm. and it really kind of broke down that. Well, goons, goons had that in spades, right? They're like, we suck at this game. We're terrible. It, it, you're absolutely right, and and it kind of was. It's almost like a rebirth of that culture, right? It's just on a different group. Um, mm -hmm. But it was so refreshing, you know, having experienced that. You know, I wasn't brave for a very short time. Uh, I kind of just like, you know what? You know, why, why don't I join? You know, but at the time. It was towards the latter part of uh, of their living in catch, and I kind of saw Brave not as not as advertised. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was, you know, I was met with the the administrative tasks that come along a large group, right? So it wasn't this. You know, put in an app, instant apply, you know, uh, and uh, instant accept. Nah, nothing like that, man. Uh, I waited like weeks to get in, weeks to get in. Oh, they just, they just were bad at paperwork. Yeah, it was. Uh, I and and it kind of saw that kind of uh, broke my my uh, vision of the kind of this haphazard but carefree playing environment. To be honest, and like, oh well, they're kind of like any large corporation really at this point i guess so i imagine you were uh playing the game for a while and then brave came along looked exciting because it was kind of young and fresh and there was people doing stuff with very low skill points and you're like you know what i'm gonna join that looks exciting you try to join and they're tripping all over themselves not uh not really letting you in as soon as you wanted or as fast as you thought they should have let you in yeah that sounds about right uh and once i got in i was kind of uh it wasn't Maybe it's because of when I got in, you know, towards the latter end of their occupation of catch. But it was, uh, there was a lot of just kind of showing off and like, oh, I know this, I know that, I make this much money, I make that much money. And then, and then it drowned, those types of voices drowned out new players. So what I was asking was, since you're experienced with both cultures, like, are they different, those players, than the players that were around before? I think, well, they're effectively the same group of people. Okay. The biggest, you know, and then what they share really was, well, not necessarily what they share, but what really brought out the different aspects of their Eve personality, I think, was just having a platform to express it. You know, as soon as someone said, hey, it's, it, it's okay, it's okay if you lost your ship. Don't worry about it. We'll just have fun. It's like, it just opened the door, man. But it's still the same player. At, at the end of the day, a new player is a new player is a new player. Uh, is that true? You really think so? The new players are all the same? Or deep down? I think there's a lot of shared uh, values that we have, I think. What are those? So I think it's fair to say that a lot of new players 
more than, you know, uh, play to win. And I think that's a, that's a genuine aspect of, of the, the environment of EVE as a game to play to win. People are competitive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But the, how, that, how that competitiveness manifests, though, can be different. Uh, a lot of people will, what, what you, you know, what kind of traditionally be competitive, like in a, in a combat sense, in a PvP sense. But there are others, especially, I think you see it more now than ever, uh, not necessarily going for that kind of competitiveness, but more for fame, being, being the cool internet guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is that why you're running for CSM to compete on that level? Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> How are you different? So why I am competing is, so during CSM 11, when that was breaking down, uh, I was actually kind of, you know, the World War B was happening and, you know, we got all these predominantly, uh, basically like the World War B conflict was like playing out in the CSM candidacy. And it maybe was just my perception of it at the time that I was like, man, this might be like the last CSM because these guys are in and they're going to, you know, so some, something's going to happen, right? And this is going to be, you know, cease be going to stop it, you know? And I was actually kind of frustrated at that. Uh, so I thought that, you know what? I think I have something to offer this. If, if CSM 12 was, was still going to be available, I think I as a player have something to offer that's different from what the previous CSMs have been able to to offer out there to CCP and the player base. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't a really well-formed idea at the time, but that was really the seed of my motivation to get in. Okay, so you didn't run last year, though, when that was kind of the issue. They broke in CSM 10. Then CSM 11 kind of came in, and you know, all this, you know, the, the speculation was that Zanuria was going to destroy it once and for all after it was really feeble after Scion and Lilu got into it uh, in CSM 10. CSM 11 comes around, Zanuria's on it. It turns out it's great. Everybody thinks they're adults. And so why didn't you run back then? Was it, did you? Too late for me to really, you know, to run at the time. And uh, I was, yeah, I mean, I I guess I I didn't think. Because it seems like it's saved, you know, that whole concern seems to be gone. It seems like it's pretty well saved. No, you're absolutely right. But then I, when I thought about, because I still think I have something to offer, though, even though the, you know, the motivation may be, not necessarily the motivation, but like the main reason why I'm doing it is like, oh, well, CSM is fine, you know. Um, but that didn't really take away from my thinking of I still have something to offer. I see. So that's, that, necess- that isn't necessarily why you're running this year, but that's when the spark was lit. Yeah, yeah. That, that was literally like the seed. All right. What I'm trying to get to, though, is, is I think people have a certain amount of expertise that run for CSM. You certainly do in markets and stuff like that. You notice we haven't talked about any of your expertise because that will probably be covered in other places. But I want to figure out, like, who the person is that wants to run for this position to represent this many thousands of players, uh, what your ambitions are. I mean, what is your core reason for running? Is it a trophy? Is it an accomplishment? Is it both those things plus more? Is it um, uh, a capacity to want to influence the game? Because you know CSM is going to ruin your game. Yeah, absolutely is. I mean, uh, 
shit, man, just being in statecraft. <laughs> Discord's like, oh, man, it's, it's frustrating being in the in, in that channel, but it's, it's... So so that people know out there, Discord, um, there's a Discord called Statecraft. It's made for diplomats, and they invited all the CSM members into a channel, and they're setting up debates uh, that will happen between uh, CSM members uh, and stuff. So uh, that's what you're talking about. And you've been in there for yeah. a while, and what's it like? It's uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was uh, I, I was very intimidated being in there. Uh, I was be I was intimidated because all these you know all these names almost like le- they're like legendary names, right? And you know, you have Vince there, you have Lady Scarlet, you got Doom Chinchilla, and all these other people. It's like holy shit! Like I've I've, I've it's the who's who, right? The who's who? Like I've heard these guys in like a gajillion podcasts, and they're I'm in the same comms as them. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I was genuinely starstruck, you know, being like my first day there. I, I didn't say nothing. Yeah. Uh, but you probably worked up. You're an intelligent guy. You probably worked up the courage, right? Yeah. I mean, we actually got engaged in uh, in, in several uh, talking points. Uh, a lot of times, I like the high set guys will kind of get grouped up and like, Hey, candidates, blah, blah, blah. They call us out my name. Like, what do you think of this? And then we write down what we think. Yeah, it's like they're fishing, you know. That's, yeah, uh, and, and I get that, though. I mean, it's... it's well, it, it, They don't it, know me. I don't know them. I don't know. It seems like a lot of performance, not a lot of actual curiosity. Are they really interested either. in you? Do you think NullSec guys are really interested in, in, in high-sec opinions? I guess it, it's, uh, it's going to depend on who you ask, but I think... Does Nosek care about high sec opinions? I think in a general gameplay state, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I am just I don't think so because I think Nosek is in a state right now where you like even as a genuine new player, mm-hmm. you could literally be oh I just finished the uh, NPE I've done like the military uh, starter missions uh, I'm gonna go to Nosek now and that's totally viable. Mm-hmm. Back when I started, that is that was not viable. That was that was a no go. But these days, that's actually quite normal now. Yeah. What do you think of that though? Because you've been here a while, right? You've been here eight years. Uh, like, do you like Eve now, or do you like Eve the way it was? Do you, where do you see it going, and uh, and how do you expect to um, be a part of that? If I were to have started Eve now. Mm-hmm. And retain if they are basically if I was able to transport my 2009 self to today, mm-hmm. I would not stick with this game. Oh, interesting. Why? I wouldn't because the the idea of the frontier, the idea of the unknown, of not knowing what's going to happen, that doesn't exist anymore. Everything is categorized, has a wiki, has a YouTube guide. The idea of the discovery is is lost on these new players. There is no eureka moment anymore for these new play for most of these new players. I don't think. Oh. you mean when they start the game, it's almost like the whole buffet's in front of them. There's no foraging for food. They get the best stuff there is off the bat, or at least they know about it, or can find out about it, or. Yeah, because like when you know when you and I started the time frame that we started, you know, if it's you know from a time perspective, right around the same time, there wasn't a lot of material on Eve, right? Not not the same scope that it does now. 
but part of the joy of of learning a frustrating game is eventually learning it. <laughs> yeah. So do you think Eve is fun? I think it's it's a different kind of fun. I think 2009 fun is different from 2017 fun. Uh, I think Eve now is more on. It's almost as if you we've used Eve as a way to meet like-minded people, but we don't necessarily play with them in Eve. But we now have the but now we've hooked up as as regular people. We can mm-hmm. we can we can hang out in other games or real life meets or whatever. Like it's almost as if you don't really need Eve anymore to play Eve. Hmm. You're really just meeting around it, but you don't really need it. Yeah, and that sounds really strange, but at the same time, it's it seems to be still viable. So you think it's fun, but you think it's fun in a different way. Like things are presented like too quickly to you. There's not enough what torture. <laughs> it's not enough pain. Not, not necessarily torture. It's just like um, I think. It's just the way the game itself plays itself out. Um, this game is not meant to be taught in a tutorial. This game is not meant to be, you know, because it, it doesn't come with a manual. You know, <laughs> like like most games that we grew up with, you know, there was a manual. There's a, this is a how you play the game. There is no how you play the game for Eve. Yeah. So when new players are coming in, you know, I might, you know, taking myself as an example my older self, my older gaming self, uh, I may have stuck a little longer in the game, but I don't think I would have had the same enjoyment if I were to start now. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. So do you think Eve uh, needs more of that, hey, remember your roots, or like we're in a new world now? Like where do you fall in those two? I think from, a, from an economic standpoint, I don't think we'd, I don't think it's economically viable to go back to how it was, even if it was more fun, you know, in a, in a, in a pure discovery sort of way. Uh, I think mostly because of the way MMOs have played out as a genre and the free to play scene and all that stuff to be competitive. We can't have 2000, we can't have old Eve. We, We just can't. Yeah. At least the economic viability of it. Yeah. So, what's your background in the game as far as like uh, the kind of stuff that you would be able to influence on CSM, or at least talk to intelligently? I can definitely talk intelligently about the markets. However, I caution. I always kind of like have this disclaimer. I'm not a big third-party tools guy. Yeah. That's interesting. What do you mean by that? You're not. You don't use them, or you don't like them. Literally, right now across so i only have two accounts one with my main rodin that has my combat characters rodin and uh, a faction warfare character and a scanner i have another account full of traders with the... <laughs> I love it when you say that because it sounds like they're betraying you <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of like so a uh, varied spectrum of, of gameplay right yeah. so the combat side and the trading indie side the only tool i actually use is eve mogul for profit tracking all the other stuff I play blind and I, I like playing blind. I like when I go PVP solo, I am legit playing solo, no, no scouts, no boosts, no nothing. And I enjoy the not knowing. And that's why I played like that. So you do that on purpose? Yeah. Cause you're a, you're a competitive guy. Uh, you seem to 
you know, you, you, you polished your campaign, you're act you're, you're very active, uh, and you're, you seem like an intelligent guy, choose to kind of put one arm behind your back. Absolutely, because it's fun. I like the challenge, and it, it feels pure. It feels like when I was younger in the game. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be encumbered by extra tools. I just want to experience the game and literally just, just live it. And you know, like it, it breaks immersion for me when I'm using tools. Like it, it breaks the idea that I'm in space in a capsule in a ship shooting you in the face. Well, you're not actually shooting a ship in the face. Uh, oh, time, but but that, that, that is an old expression and stuff. I've noticed that, that you pick up a lot of old expressions, or not even old expressions, you pick up a lot of expressions and stuff, which is, to me, it's like there's, okay, got to move all that stuff out of the way. Those are all like attempts to relate, right? Like that's what I see a lot of younger players do is they use expressions that don't belong to them. Not saying it be you, but the younger players do will say things like, oh, I'll shoot you in the face or whatever because they've heard it. Uh, and so they are kind of ac acquiring culture to relate to people who've been here a lot longer. So they use knowledge that's given to them, but they don't really understand the depth of the knowledge or where it falls apart because, you know, uh, you can say, you know, I don't know. You can you can say this is a, a truism of Eve, but then it falls apart in a certain circumstances and stuff. So they don't seem to own it. And that's how I can tell when a young player is talking to me as opposed to kind of an old player. So for you, you use some, you're an older player, but you use some of those same like things. And I actually noticed that people from Neocom used to do that a lot too. They would kind of say like, don't disrupt ganking. That's a time-honored, you know, tradition of blowing up freighters and you know it's just like very very solid positions that have been argued but uh i i felt like there's a lot of nuance missing uh and that sort of thing so it it, it doesn't surprise me because that's maybe you know who you were hanging out with and stuff like that but i find also that you are interesting inside of that um because you're a trader uh, <laughs> you're trading you're using market uh, stuff, which is always a, you know, a sign of somebody that likes meticulous planning and uh, and also likes competitiveness. But uh, you know, you're kind of a high set candidate. You seem to know a lot about a lot of things. And you're ex-military, is that right? Can I say that? Yeah, I, I actually am still. I'm, I'm. I just passed my 16th year in the Navy. Navy, yeah. And. Uh, your background is what? So I am like a medical person in the military. Mm -hmm. And I am actually right now in uh, Naval Station Great Lakes. So that's where our boot camp is. Mm -hmm. And before that, I just kind of just been around uh, a couple, you know, ship deployments and stuff like that. You know, the Marines, <laughs> the usual stuff. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with military culture, but I... I know that there's definitely a strong culture there, uh, a sense of working together and uh, uh, a sense of ex executing well, laid plans. Uh, uh, and Jay McLean, man, that's all you need, Jay McLean. <laughs> like, he is the epitome. He is the total epitome. Yeah, we should call him Sarge. But, right. Uh, but your background, what's your ethnic background? Well, I'm, uh, I'm Filipino. Yeah, I love that. Like, 
I'm Mexican, right? Like, and I don't know if that gets talked about. It doesn't have to get talked about. We're faceless in space, I guess. We're just ships or whatever. But I just like that idea of, um, you know, that, that, that it's a international game. And, oh, it totally is. And Americans aren't just Americans. There's so many different types of Americans. Uh, so I, it, that's one of the things that intrigues me about you, like that is super interesting to me anyway, I think. Yeah, I mean... Uh... To be honest, you know, we, 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 of course, you know, notice the various Europeans in the game and stuff like that. But I think not a lot of, uh, I guess the other types of diversity isn't as, as forward facing, I guess. Yeah. I, I just think like even inside the United States, there's different um, kinds of ethnicities and backgrounds and stuff like that. So you're Filipino military um and you're into trading and it's just it's just kind of a funny combination of who you are i, mean, <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah like you're right though you're right how you've twisted into this you know uh i don't wouldn't say they're contradictory but they're just unique you know different perspectives uh all about all kind of come together yeah it's been a it's been a crazy experience i mean it all started with a with an e-online advertisement in yahoo for me that's literally how i got into the game i checked it out and i i, I bought the first month sub and i've been paying for it ever since <laughs> yes you have you've been tortured ever since <laughs> literally <laughs> literally and figuratively been paying for it <laughs> all right Ed, thanks for showing up good luck in your campaign